go button and we are live jeremy hi how's it going it's going man busy day but we're here i'm ready i'm stoked how's your day uh it's going good just uh enjoyed a nice finally hot weather is coming into havasu so i got to bring my little man to the uh, lake and spend some time with my girlfriend as well so it's been a good day nice nice so yeah. uh immediately i'm just find myself wondering like is uh be because you guys could do that today is bmx your full-time like deal with life yes yeah bmx is my i guess full-time job um when i first moved to arizona before i kind of like my career took off uh, i worked at a little local bike shop that's literally right across the street now from the house so it's kind of kind of cool um but yeah definitely worked hard towards being bmx as a main job and focus so i could have time with my my family and uh my little man yeah yeah i just wondered because i mean to be totally honest with you man like i really don't know anything <laughs> about you other yeah. than what you see riding wise and i think yeah that's sort of the importance of doing podcasts and things like this where we can get to know people like you for more than just your flair to flair yeah yeah 100 everyone i guess yeah like i said in the bike check they have like an image or like something they just kind of set out for someone like same with me if i see someone online that i i like kind of look up to or i am one kind of looking into you don't get much besides the picture so you get okay he's got tattoos he rides a bike and that's it so i guess i see why these are important i feel like more people i feel like should do them mm. um it's good to know the person as a whole not just what they do there's always uh, something deep down that the person has still all normal people are all the same and just a different uh, lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, man. So like, just, I guess, can you tell me a little bit of background info on you as a person? Yeah. Um, I grew up in Lancaster, California. Uh, I played soccer and did a lot of sports in school and stuff. I was always very competitive, but I always noticed myself drifting towards like an individual sport, something more on me because I always had like the you know it was always easy to point fingers at people and like oh that person messed up but at the end of the day you guys were all a unit and you're supposed to work together so I just always drifted towards doing my own thing as a kid um, a lot of like off-road motorcycles um, I BMX raced for a while and then I started riding scooters actually um, I did that for probably eight or nine years um, traveling around at a young age since I was probably 10 or 11 until I was about 16 and then I made the choice of like, okay, all my buddies have been bikers and they all have, I have a bike style on a scooter. So they said, Hey, you should get a bike and try. And that was thankfully for me, the last year that recon tour was doing their uh, amateur series. Uh, so it really helped me kind of get into the pro scene very fast coming in as the, as a scooter rider. I didn't even think I was going to make it as a biker, but I, I've always loved it. And I thought, Hey, I might as well try before I have to settle down and be like, okay, I got to get a real job and do this and that. So it was kind of my my last uh, kind of big push at like becoming something that could hold me as a career. Um, and it thankfully worked out and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I found myself kind of curious when you're talking about the scooter stuff of just like how deep into the scooter industry world were you? Um, I rode for team razor. I was signed with team razor for two years. I rode for mad gear action sports for around four or five years um i competed at all the world championships i was uh, a two-time 
back-to-back uh, USA national champion. Uh, I had a signature scooter with a few of the companies and parts. I actually owned, co-owned a company in scootering called Flow. And then once I, uh, once I switched into biking, we kind of sold that off and parted ways with it just so I could focus on the biking. But I had a very big um, kind of upbringing into BMX. And I guess that, that's what helps me with a lot of the BMX stuff too is I was able to learn so many tricks faster because I'd already done them on something smaller. So anytime I see a kid either get mad at himself, like, oh, I wish I rode bikes and didn't scooter or anything like that, I always tell them, hey, like, there is no shade. Like, whatever you do to have fun, that's totally up to you. Um, I never, like, judge a kid for what he wants to do. Same with my son. People are like, oh, you got to get him on a bike, not a scooter. And I'm the I'm opposite. I, hey, whatever makes him have fun is what makes me have fun, you know, watching him uh, smile and whatnot. So, yeah, just personal preferences. But, yeah, action sports in a whole are, are amazing. I definitely would see like to see a lot of kids just keep pushing themselves and not get too hard on themselves for that right for sure so i was also thinking too about the whole scooter thing just just because i don't know a lot about that world but like obviously they're not in x games they're not in the olympics so like what does the competitive side of scootering even look like um there's a lot of contests there's a lot of uh they have a point series and stuff that they have similar to like ours is like the feast or something like that yeah um their own kind of structured events and their u.s nationals and the worlds but that is kind of like the the peak of it so after i think i did three or four world championships and did the whole series it was almost like a okay what can i do now like where's my next goal i'm always very i'm like that with myself so like i always try to push myself whatever I do and I just try to be the best at it no matter what it is I'm very competitive in the mind um, so for me it was always get, what can I get next like it was almost like I reached a point and I didn't want to reach that point yet at, I think I was 17 16 or 17 um, so the BMX thing to me was like I'm going to be starting completely down I knew that but, but for me it was a challenge that I was up for the fight and I'm glad that I did it yeah man that's that's pretty wild to be such a young age and feel like you've reached the limits of the thing that you're going into. Yeah. yeah. And it was, and I think it was also very early on in the scootering world. So it was kind of like, okay, are we ever going to do this? Are we going to do that? Um, and I think that honestly helped me make my push, but now like looking at it, I'm very, very glad I made the switch. There's a lot more in scootering now, but, um, I'm very happy with where I am in, in my my life and what the choice I made, I guess, because I also had to support moving here on my own and having a child very young and stuff like that. So a lot of things that people wouldn't really think of in the time. They just thought, oh, he he up and left scootering for bikes and portrayed everyone and all this. But it was, you know, you got to look out for yourself at the end of the day and, you know, earning money and making a, a lasting career that you can support a family. So that was my main my main focus and all that. Oh, hell yeah. And I mean, you've definitely made it happen in BMX. And if there's like one thing about you that I feel like I had an impression of before getting to meet you or anything like that, it was that you, it seems like you've been very self like made as far as BMX goes, where you like, you're the one making everything happen for yourself. Yeah. And I think like, of course, with my parents, my dad and mom, they were always very supportive with me, even in the scootering. And he was a very big part of the scootering part with me. He mm-hmm. took me everywhere. That was before I could drive, really. So 
I was always relying on them to get me somewhere, get me to an event. Uh, when I switched to bikes, it was almost such a, like a what <laughs> to my parents. It was like, well, you just spent this much of your life doing this and you're going to switch. And they were fully supportive of it. But again, we all had no expectation. We had, I didn't even have an idea of what it would turn into until it kind of did start progressing. And that was when I was in Arizona now at this point by myself and kind of just every day riding by myself, pushing myself, doing what I could, um, riding with the ones back in California when I'd visit. And it was kind of a, it was hard to do it mentally and doing it alone, but I learned as I did. And I, I also had the skill from the scootering that I transferred over. So it wasn't as hard as starting as just a, a kid just right now grabbing a bike saying, I'm going to be a pro biker one day. Yeah. Uh, it definitely, definitely helped me set all that up. And then the story that I, that I had running into it with the, the recon tour wins, I won the the first stop in Denver and then did the finals in Greenville and I won that and it kind of very helped it helped my project my career very very fast that's really cool I yeah I wondered about that because it just kind of when I think about it it felt like I remembered something about your career and like X Games or something just being like especially hard to make happen or something but I don't remember why yeah, that was uh, so the first after the recon tour, they kind of announced that was the last year. And for me, I was like, oh, shoot, like, that's what am I going to compete in now? And the next thing was pro. So I actually had to make the choice. Luckily, I was very close with a lot of the guys already. So I, was, I felt comfortable at a young age. But I did the uh, feast stop in Edmonton, Canada. Mm. I don't want to I don't exact year. I feel like it was 2017 or 18. Um, and I ended up getting fourth overall in that pro contest and from then it was just kind of like things just started happening for me of like whoa like i don't know it's happening so fast it was just crazy uh but yeah it's it's a cool it's a cool life i guess uh glad that i did it (laughs) yeah i mean did you feel like when you were first kind of jumping head first into like the professional side of bmx that like people were accepting knowing that you came from scootering how did that go it was for me, I think in my own head, I'm, I get in my head a lot about things just to always, I try to just be the best and make sure I'm like doing the right thing. And I did have the most thoughts in my head, like, okay, are, are they all like talking bad about me? Like, is it a thing? Cause I get the whole like scooter, bike and skate rivalry thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't get, I understand that some people have their beliefs. Um, I knew like how you said the X games thing, that was very hard for me to get in. I was, um, I was riding pretty well, but I was also young in the in the BMX world. I still feel like I'm quite new to it um, for the most part, but that was a big one we had to push. That was actually Kyle Carlson at Vital BMX at the time. He really wanted to help me, and he was very close with me, and he said, let's get you out there. We, we actually flew out there to the skate park where they were going to hold the uh, qualifying just to film a video, just to send to them and say, like, hey, I'm here. really want this because I, I wanted it, like, and I knew that was the biggest part was X Games. That was a huge uh, accolade in the sport. So I was like, okay, that's my goal is X Games after everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we fought for, it, fought for it. I did get a spot. I got to go. I got to ride with all the guys and really get put under that pressure and realize like, wow, this is insane. It was a whole different world seeing it for the first time. Uh, but I learned so much and uh, I was able to use that regroup i used it to help me ride use different tricks um different styles stuff like that and um once it came down to 
2021 um, at Pat's Backyard, that was my first legit X Games invite for that contest. And that was just, a, I would think I was traveling home at that point from an event. And I got the email and it was, I was just blown away. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, wow, this has got to either be a really sick joke or it's <laughs> really, and it, it happened. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Anyone who makes that joke is a messed up person. <laughs> like, dang, like, who could it be? I don't know. I don't want to get too into it, but it was all legit in there. And uh, I was stoked to see that. Yeah. Do you feel like there was like a defining moment that was what made them decide to do the like for real invite? Or is it just like a culmination of just you being involved? After... After the uh, qualifying one that I got invited to a few years prior, I feel like that was a, uh, for me, it was, I, I took it as a learn. Like, I never really think of a fail. I, I failed. Like, I always learn something from whatever outcome you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that was a big, like, okay, we're going to watch and see if he can learn from what he did. And I, I did. I took my steps. I took the time. And I was uh, riding for Monster Army at the time. And they were helping me to get to every event. So I was really trying to push that name. Uh, and then in 2020 was when I got the, the email from Sean, who's the monster energy manager. And we kind of started talking about an energy deal. And that was, again, as a kid, for me, I was just ecstatic of like, wow, this is so cool. Because as a kid, I loved, I loved monster and I loved action sports, watching Supercross and everything uh, with my dad. So I was always set on like, that would be such a cool I was great for it did for me. And I was still, I did something to show a worth to move up to energy. Um, and I do feel like that also had a big part of X Games is Monsters, a, a very big sponsor for them. So as a new kid, I was hopefully looked at as like, okay, let's give him a shot and see how he do. And I was, again, it was very nerve wracking being there, but you, I definitely wised up and was like, okay, take yourself, take your time, calm down and just have fun riding your bike. You can't get too stressed out. I feel like in the events anymore that's what ruins you i feel like as a rider yeah um, it was the big mental game so i'm trying to do more of that lately is trying to keep myself calm and composed and work on like the the frustration you get with a trick or um, just the being calm and trying to learn something the proper way and let it all come in naturally is there anything like what does that method look like for you when you're actually implementing that for me it's a lot of breathing. Like I, I have a, I've always had a very either a short temper or like when I'm trying a trick, I get frustrated. You know, anyone gets that way filming a video or doing stuff. But I had to really slow myself down and start thinking of just why I started riding in the first place, and not so much. I didn't really start riding for this event, or I didn't start riding when I picked up a bike. I didn't say, okay, I'm in X Games. I have to do great. I didn't sign with Monster right away. It was always just I rode a bike and I chose to switch to it because. I just loved action sports and I just loved to ride with my buddies. So I look at it that way now more as I am getting to ride a bike every day and go to a local park or travel or take video parts, stuff like that. Instead of being, Oh, you have to do good. You have to do good at this event. You have to be the best now. Like I'm just very calm lately and within the last half a year. And I, I notice it in my riding, my style has changed and I just really genuinely enjoy riding now every day. And I look forward to it rather than like getting scared to go do something like, Oh, I have to do this trick today. And I'm scared because it could kill me or something like that. It's always just like, today's going to be a great day. No matter what, if I get to ride a curb, I'm stoked to ride the curb. If I get to ride a park, I'm stoked. So just try to keep in that mindset every day. 
has really helped. And that's been the main thing for me is just breathing, focusing. That's, that's pretty cool. So have you done any kind of competing since this kind of focus has started? Yeah, that, uh, the last X games was, was like that. Um, I went to South Africa in the beginning of this year and competed at ultimate X, uh, and the Nebraska contest where I met you at. Um, and it's just so fun. I don't really go into it stressed anymore. And before I was very sheltered, like not sheltered, but I guess I'd put a wall up in front of me. I'd be very like shy and like just to myself. And I, a lot of people would use that as like, Oh, he's, he's not cool. Or oh, he's just, he's, he's mean, he's rude. Like don't talk to him. Uh, and I started realizing that and I'm like, okay, I need to open up and, you know, be more presentable as what I'm doing and enjoy. So now being able to just have fun and feel free, I am able to talk to kids and the parents and just enjoy myself and not be so cluttered in the mind. Um, so I have noticed a very big improvement as far as just my out, outgoingness of everything. That's really awesome to hear because, I mean, the contest is very obvious how yeah. you're talking to kids, you're talking to people, you're just, you're present, you're there. And, and it was, yeah. I told you already how awesome that was, but just yeah. like tell everybody else too. It's just like seeing the way you were to everyone else, the kids, the adults, whoever it was, other riders, like it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it a lot. It's definitely something I, it takes a while, you know, it's, it's hard when you especially grow up in certain ways, everyone grows up different, has a different story. Um, but I've always just been a very to myself person from school and stuff like that. So I never expected my life to be where it was, but I had to really realize like, okay, I'm getting to do this for a living and a lot of people would love to be in this position i need to be more grateful for it or not i am grateful but show that i am grateful for it and not be so oh contest contest competitive competitive uh, it's more of a inspiring uh, the youth and showing kids like hey you could be playing basketball right now and if you want to become a hockey player like just put your mind to it and complete opposite things but you could do it uh, everyone i hate when people say oh you were you were just born with that gift and everything. And it's like, you're not like everyone's born. You just got to focus on something. If you really have a passion, give it 110%. Don't look back until you realize, okay, I tried everything. I have to move on. And that was what my BMX career was going to be like, okay, I couldn't make it. I tried. Let's go see what I can do. Um, that's got to be the mindset. I feel like with most. Yeah, man, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Carl is watching. He said, Jeremy was so respectful. People's champ. Okay. <laughs> thanks carl <laughs> yeah. he's the people actually man that's cool <laughs> does for that community and that town getting to see it for the first time unreal like that place was so amazing and I they're so welcome everyone absolutely i feel like people more people just need to like see what it's all about because you can get an image like we said on the internet yeah. you can get an image but you have no idea like what the reality is yeah Exactly. And I see, you know, Jacob theme rides there when he visits home. And I just know of that being his local park. I don't know Carl or his wife. I don't know anything behind the scenes besides, oh, it's just a local park he rides. Seeing it complete different, like complete opposite of what I would expect. It was the most insane thing ever. Like, honestly, as a as a kid growing up as a rider now, like it's it's very respectful what he does and just keeping the facility up, doing it all on his own, like that's huge. Like it's a crazy thing for this time and age. Yeah, man. I mean, the way I thought about it recently was like, when you look at 
most of the people who are riding in that and most of the people who are spectating, just thinking about how many of those people would like not have anything to do with bikes or would have moved on from BMX if it weren't for everything going on there was like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, even just having the the local shop there, like way out there having a bike shop that was bigger than any I've ever seen and been to. It's like, wow, okay, like it just shows right there. And he's always he was hooking kids up with parts there, and he helped me out with some things. And Jacob, like I know he's helped out like a lot of people, and it's very cool. Like it's just awesome to have people in the industry that are willing to help and not just you know benefit from it. Like it's not always benefiting. Same with myself, like. Some pros just use things as like, oh, I need this, 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 this. I'm not going to do that because it's not getting me money. But it's really more about just presenting yourself. And, you know, everyone's got to work hand in hand and help each other out to ultimately have the best life and career in the sport, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So going back to some of the like the mental stuff, uh, how do you feel like being a dad has kind of helped that? It has to have. Yeah, it, it was more of for me like growing up from ten from ten years old to now where I'm 26. Um, I've learned so much in this just little span just because I've been traveling at young ages and experiencing different parts of the world. Um, I was almost on such like a such a high just traveling, going, 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 and then um, I I have a child now at uh, I was just turned 20, and for me it was like a okay, like time for me to make that choice of like, okay, I got to have the career. I got to make sure I'm set up for him. Um, make sure I'm a good role model for him as best as I can be. And, and everyone's human makes mistakes and does things. And, you know, it's, it's a learning curve. Life's all crazy. And I'm still learning as I go every day. I'm like, dang, this is crazy. Um, but it helped me tremendously having him, especially now at the age he is, he just turned five recently. So he's able to watch me compete and he watches YouTube. So he knows some of the other guys and the riders, Ryan Williams, he loves watches his YouTube all the time. So it's cool to be like, I'm teammates with him and he gets to kind of see this world and get into it at a young age, younger than I even got into it. So for me, it's huge getting to see him smile when he gets to watch me ride or if I go to X games and he watches me on TV, he come, I come home and he's like, Oh, like he gets to share that moment with And it's so much cooler than just me coming home before with a medal and hanging it on my wall and being like, all right, next year. Now it's like a celebration, I guess. You get to enjoy those moments of like him constantly randomly saying it. Like, oh, you get to do this. Or, oh, get that golden pedal. Do this. Like, have fun at your show. Like, he knows what I'm doing. And it's so sick. It's such a cool experience. That is pretty awesome. And yeah. it's cool to hear the the mindset shift that you had not just because of having a kid but also just like knowing that the there's a future beyond like the immediate of what you're trying to do right then okay i gotta whatever i thought what i was doing and i was comfortable i now have to be double comfortable i have to do more and it it helped me go to more shows more (laughs) me to not really sit around as much and you know try to experience different things i one was the dirt the triples contests the mm-hmm. reason i tried it and you you learn that something's not for you and i i was like okay i need to be out doing those as well because i have a kid and i need to do more and keep uh, providing for him so i tried those events i snapped my wrist at the first one Ooh. i snapped collarbone at the second one uh, and I, I did another one 
I think it was my ribs or something at another one. And I just, right then I realized, okay, I literally gave it my shot. And maybe just right now in my time, it wasn't the time. So I've given myself two years now of no dirt and I'm just focusing on what I've done. And then in a couple of years, I'll go back and try again. And probably next year, actually, I felt like with this whole new style and everything I'm doing and the new mindset, I do feel like I'm ready to go and just even just have fun. But before it was always, I have to do good here. So I have to send it and I'd send it and get broke off. So now that's where the whole new mindset came of you don't have to send yourself and get broke off. Enjoy the more time. What's up, dude? <laughs> Speaking of little man, came up. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I feel like. What were you? No worries. Okay, uh, no. Well, just, just putting or not any, not just anybody, or it can't be easy to purposefully take that pressure off of yourself. It, like I feel like a lot of no. people couldn't even do that. It's hard, and it is. It was very mentally tough for me for probably two once i my last crash so i was in japan at the i'm going to x games next week to japan and it'll be one year since i double snapped my collarbone i I had a plate in the collarbone already and last year same thing i i thought okay i need to be better every run and i tried stepping it up broke my collarbone broke the plate had to fly home that was the most miserable experience of my life probably and after that that was my third year in a row having a broken bone and getting a surgery to where I was like, okay, something I'm doing is clearly not right. I could either give up or I just switch it. You know, you got to keep trying different things. That's life. So I, I did what I did. I switched, I switched my style. I thought about a different mindset. I've been working on it and I really do feel a lot better now. Like I've been healthy. I've been doing a much different routine. Um, trying to travel as much as I can in between shows and stuff, even just with my boy, even bringing him to California, Disneyland, stuff like that, just to keep myself knowing like, okay, I'm still a human. I have a, I have a life and it's, there's more to just the crashes and stuff. Cause you get into a very big, I guess, mindset of mental like depression and stuff when you do get injuries because you think, Oh, my life is just bikes, bikes, bikes. And then when it gets away, uh, it, it really makes you go for a spin of like, what do I do now? Like what next? But I really always have to realize, you know what, no matter what, I still have my parents. I still have my girlfriend, my son. I still have all these other things that bring me joy. Like, why would I let myself get down for that? So that was the hardest thing for me to kind of get over. But once now, like now lately, it's been amazing. And I'm very thankful that I went through what I did, I guess, to kind of make that change in life. Yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, if there was anything outside of BMX that you do for fun. Oh, yeah. Um, here in, uh, in Havasu, we have the lake right down the street. So I go on the boat a lot, uh, wakeboarding, mountain bike rides. Uh, we do e-bike rides all around the town uh, every single night. Um, I go off-road camping a lot. Um, lately, I started like just reading like little stuff on the side just to kind of keep myself always busy because I notice when I when I do get stuck sitting, it's, it's my mind just mm-hmm. instant. Hey, what now? What now? What now? And I just need to keep myself slowed down a little bit. So I don't have to always feel like that. And it has been lately, but I do do a lot. Uh, I go to the soccer field with my boy. He's on a baseball team now. So between his practices and stuff, it's always a, it's a pretty hectic life. It's always something going on. I feel like <laughs> sounds like you got a very nice full, like just good life going on though. Yeah. It's, it is very good right now. I feel like everything's where it should be. I'm, I'm in the right spot. I feel healthy and safe, so it should be all good, I feel like, as long as I keep 
stick into that. We'll see this week. I'm making myself stay calm. Usually the week before an event, I start getting those butterflies. You start getting the anxiety of like, okay, what are you going to think? What are you going to do? What's this, 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 and this time I'm, I'm at the beach with my son and I go ride at the local at night and I just, I'm trying to enjoy my time up to that event. Uh, and it's, it's been great. It's been very, very helpful. That is so sick. And I think anybody who has any kind of pressure that they put on themselves for whatever oh, it might be could benefit yeah. from just thinking or trying to think that way. Yeah, trying to just slow yourself down realize there's a lot more out there and there's little things you can do uh, that will help the time not feel so crunched. Um, and I guess it's the people you're around as well. Uh, you got to surround yourself with good people and uh, I have a very small circle, but the ones in it right now are like my best friends. They're basically my family. So um, I got Daniel Sandoval and Jacob Thiem up the street, literally 10 minutes from me. We hang out and ride every day. We go to the beach. We were just there a couple hours ago. And then my son and my girlfriend visits a lot, too. So I get to see her. I get to see my son every day being here. Um, it all works out very, very hand in hand. And it's a cool, cool to have a good group around you that keeps you moving forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious, since you mentioned X Games, what what are you riding in there? Uh, I'll be in the uh, park, and they're doing the Dave Mira best trick again, nice. I believe. So it should be both of those. Nice. Hell yeah. Are yeah. you Have you seen the, the course and stuff? Yeah, they just released it a couple days ago. Um, it looks actually sick. There's a... It says rideable, so we're going to see, but there's a roof. Yeah. Like and it looks insane. If I could It's take a street it, spine. I'll pull it up. When I seen it, I, I had a trick pop into my head, and I was like, if that's really rideable, this will be sick. So we're going to see, but I'm stoked on how it looks. I love that they kind of interpret their little, the culture into their uh, yes. the event specific to them. Right so here. it's a fun one for sure. And just Japan in general is such a beautiful country. I love going back there. Yeah. I definitely got stoked when I saw the course as well. Just not only because there's a literal street spine roof. <laughs> like <laughs> It's straight up. It's a street spine. And it's a roof. And it's sick. But, but it also seems like the park is a... Rather than them like trying to force a like a box jump into a bowl section or anything like that. It's like they separated, they have the dedicated bowl area that you could flow all by itself. Plus yeah, the box no, jump. It's not, yeah, it's not cluttered. I love that. Um, it makes sense. Like you start with your box tricks, you can end with your box tricks, but you always like, there's so much diversity in those courses that they build. Um, being a kid growing watching them, uh, the Minneapolis stops and everything in Texas, watching x games they've always had such a unique course that's been just like wow like look at that like it's always a work of art when you see it in person for the first time mm -hmm. uh be able to actually be a part of it now and see it and get to ride it and you're experiencing it it's it's like nothing like you've ever seen it's such a i wish people could experience that like you know you work hard for something but you work hard for that like you work hard to be able to walk out of that stadium and see the course and just think wow, I'm here right now. Like that alone is cool just to be a part of it. So it'll always be a, a blessing to be riding and do that. Uh, but super sick horses. Absolutely. Uh, really is designing them now, but top notch. So 
do you put a lot of thought into like what you want to do leading up to it or like what what's that thought yeah. um i started rant like recently doing like a little where you just draw on the the picture i'll just kind of create lines different colors to show which where i think the most speed would be and mm -hmm. i've always a little slower of a style riding scooters because i get a lot more pop from riding a scooter now on a bike uh so i generally have been riding pretty slow and lately i've been trying to go a little faster trying to ride different um so yeah i think i on the airplane usually i'll sit and i'll sit and just kind of draw on it see think of tricks that i think would look cool on this or that uh line choices but then it's always different once you go up and you look at it it's as if you've never seen the thing in your life it's very weird how it works but you kind of get taken back a second and you're like what that doesn't look anything like my <laughs> but it's the same exact thing you just gotta like get that get out of that little mental funk yeah that's that definitely makes sense i mean i can i can't relate to that but i feel like we can all relate to the seeing like a picture of a spot or a skate park and you're like oh, yeah. oh i would do that i would do that no yeah. problem then you get there and you're like okay maybe i wouldn't do that <laughs> quick to that of like oh you ride that park's so small or and then you go there and you're like wow that's a big box jump you guys ride every day or the quarters or anything you know you see someone do a transfer and you're like i was that cool and you go there and you're like yeah i, I wouldn't even jump it so that <laughs> would be cool you know <laughs> yeah so um you've competed in several of those best trick things right uh yeah uh, i've competed in two now so when you're doing those do you have this moment of like, this is the trick I want to try? Yeah, uh, sometimes yeah, sometimes no. The first X Games at Pat's house, I I had a trick in mind and I've wanted to learn it. So literally the day before, actually, I sat for a couple hours trying to learn this trick. Uh, finally landed it once. And I was like, I think I have it good enough to where I got four goes. And hey, if I land it, cool. If not... I, I tried mm -hmm. and on the very last go I pulled it and it was the 540 double whip to bar spin on the quarter I ended up getting a bronze medal for that and I was over the moon just thinking wow like you don't even expect you know you just expect to go and just be healthy and ride with everyone and have a good time and then you end up getting something like that and it's like Ooh, it just makes everything such a different experience uh the last sex games going into it had a little more pressure having a medal like thinking oh my gosh like I need to do this but i tried to calm myself down had the new bike and i was like you know what i had a trick in mind similar to the last year's one i was going to add a whip but i was like you know what i'm going to put the free coaster on and i'm going to ride it and i'm going to just do something completely different and that one was the last minute daniel a couple days before we left we were riding the local and he said oh it'd be sick if you could half cab flare back into a quarter as a joke yeah. and i was like oh, that would be sick and then sitting there looking at the quarter at the X games, I was like, I wonder if I could do a half cab flare back into that ramp after a flare out and last try again, it worked. Don't know how. And it's just a, by the grace of God, you're like, wow, this is insane. Like such a crazy feeling when it works out finally. And you're like, yes. So now going into this one, a little less stress. I'm more of just ready to just have fun, be there have a, a way better time than last year i'm trying to get a little uh remake on it i don't want to go down so definitely just going to enjoy this one but i've definitely already been looking at some things in the picture and we'll see once we see the course how it is but i'm excited hell yeah
That's really it's cool to hear that. Do you how do you feel about the format of that best trick? Do you like the way it's set up with four four attempts at it like that? Yeah, and it's almost it's more timed, but you end up usually getting about four attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's cool format of hey, you try your trick and you don't land it, get out of the way, next guy drops in, next guy drops and it just it keeps you so focused at the same time because when you have to do it like a jam format where you have x amount of tries and you have to do them back to back you really get in your own head and you start to think like man i'm ready to just give up like this isn't working but when you have other guys right before you finally land their trick you're like okay Mm -hmm. i think right before it was crazy but i had i think it was either i think it was kevin that was going right before me and he is just a genius at riding a bike and so watching him get to ride landed every four every four tricks he landed so it was just a okay like i got this like just get in the mood and you got it and the last one i i held on for dear life to just roll away i didn't care if the bike snapped i was going to roll away from that one uh, and i'm beyond beyond stoked that it worked hell yeah man that's that's really sick and speaking of that trick we can't do this without talking about one of these oh yeah <laughs> what's up bud this is my little man, Cameron. He's shy, but he's been watching live on the inside, so he wanted to come on out. <laughs> hey, bud. He's there. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Good. That's good. Yeah, the free has changed the game for me. And I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, I guess, because I didn't know about those type. Mm-hmm. But riding a scooter, the fakies were always free coaster-ish. I always had – I did a – flare to half cab flare on a scooter at a world's best trick actually one year um so it was kind of cool to be able to do it on a bike and use it as like hey i i won a scooter event with this trick and i got a medal at the x games on a bike on this same trick so technically you can't really hate the scootering life because (laughs) never even thought of trying a half cab flare like it's just little things like that where people don't understand but yeah that hub has changed everything for me i just enjoy riding now on it that's it's cool to hear the way you talk about it because when you first messaged me and you were talking like as stoked as yeah. you were i was like man that's really cool but then to hear the follow-up and it's like it's still the same excitement is it's cool friday and when people ride my bike any kid i've had ride my bike has always said like what is this like like it's so crazy there's no slack you don't you get the pedal pressure for manuals and three manual tricks, but you also can have the free coaster and you don't have to do the whole full crank back. And as riders, you know, it's hard for us to land a trick. And then within that split second, remember to even do that. So then you land fakie and your foot would get slammed in the crank or something. And you're just like, ah, there's so much to think about. And this eliminates all that. This just lets me, if I want to go forward, I don't even think I just crank and it's already gauged. If I want to go backwards, I fakie and it's already free coaster. I don't have to, even think for a second Ooh, remember pedal back or remember do this remember the slack it's always just instant yeah that's the way i always have described it too is it just it lets me just ride my bike that's that's Mm -hmm. it and all the stress and worries of everything and you just get to pedal yeah i had never even thought about it from the contest mindset or perspective where it's like yeah you don't necessarily want to have to worry about disengaging or re-engaging in the middle of a run yep that's the last thing that i want to personally worry about i want to land a trick and just know i'm cranking right now and every inch is getting cranked like it's not slow 
and then you miss half a crank if you're already going up the lift you already missed all that now so there's just so much stuff that you got to look at as a rider and how fast it happens uh and you, you once you ride you notice it you notice like oh wow like you do a trick and land and your ra- next ramp is right in front of you you don't have time to sometimes even get your foot from the crank to the pedal or adjust you have to just say all right i'm sending it like this and hope it hope it works out yeah that's such a cool way to think about it and just eliminating one of the things that you have to think about while you're riding yeah yeah exactly heck yeah uh i have a guest question here that i have to ask a certain yeah. linda malott who's his favorite mom or dad <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they both are amazing. They both have done everything for me. Me and my mom have a lot of laughs, and uh, she's brought me to some contests on the scooter and stuff before. My dad, they always try to stay involved. She wants a monster mini fridge more than anything. She's asked for forever, and I'm holding off until it's the time where I'm like, here, enjoy your mini fridge. But, uh, but yeah, they both have done everything for me. They've helped me learn how to treat a child and raise one. Uh, so, uh more than supportive parents love them to death uh, both amazing so i can't really pick a favorite but i got them both tattooed on my on my hand so they remember it they both they know they're both special <laughs> that's amazing i mean dude it's just you got a good head on your shoulders put it that way yeah i appreciate it. yeah uh and since you brought up the tattoos and i thought we should definitely yeah. talk about the tattoo stuff because one of the things that you really focus on when we were just leading up to this and stuff was like just the fact that you want people to know that you're an approachable person you're like a good dude and just because you have tattoos doesn't mean anything yeah and it's gotten so much better over the years like tattoos now i guess aren't as frowned upon as they were Mm -hmm. uh i of course i started you know when i was 18 i had already gotten my throat done um and it was just more of a for me of like I know what I want to do in life. I know I don't want to go work a desk job. So I, I set myself up almost for, almost for failure, but it was, I knew that I have such a heart that I, I was going to succeed at whatever I do. And it wasn't cocky. It was more of just no matter what, I will make it work. Like, mm. I will do what I have to make that work because that's the life I want. And it's, I want to be able to have time with him and be able to just sit and do this and look at the sunset with him and do stuff like that and not have to, be so stressed on uh, day-to-day life uh so yeah i started getting tattooed very young they're all it's all one big story now it's my whole entire body from head to toe uh a lot of family stuff life things changes in my life uh just things i could look back at and reflect on and i just i've always loved art and i looked at you know body as an empty canvas and i i love i never regretted one so but they're oh he's criminal oh don't talk to him or you don't want to look like that when you're older but you know at the end of the day they might not want to and that's i feel like that's the kids uh their choice you know they don't like it they don't have to get it like if he didn't want a tattoo i'm not going to pressure him to get one or not get one you know it's just a way of expressing yourself um in life and i figured this was my way of expressing mine and it gave me a unique look i feel like so i like to use it and a lot of people nowadays have been uh very kind towards it and they actually take the time to ask about them and uh see they'll talk to you and then they say oh you know what you're not the person i thought you were and it is good to hear but at the same time you're like dang that sucks like i wouldn't have said something they could have easily just been like yep nope don't ever be like him but i get it 
no, you can never be, you can't ever be perfect. Right? You yeah. can't please everybody. people that dislike you and you got to just accept it and be like, okay, that's fine. I'm not meant to be in your life, you know? Exactly. Do you have like any, I, everybody's going to ask what the favorite one is. So is there like the, the list of like um, ones that you normally would point out when people ask that? Yeah. Uh, my, my whole stomach piece is like a, it's a skull with, the gates like the heaven gates and it says set him free and it was for a my dad's best friend paul he committed suicide so and then it also goes hand in hand now with uh, my uncle kevin who committed suicide uh suicide's a big thing for me so i i have a the whole piece is basically the evil that people go through with the skeleton and then they always have in their mind like on the on his head is where the the gates are Mm. uh lock on the top of time flies Uh, so no matter what there's always uh i guess negativity in life and stuff but i chose to put it on my body as a remembrance of them you know everyone goes through something and you never know what someone's going through so you always got to just do your best and that's where it's been my biggest thing lately is just as mad as frustrated as i get or even driving if you get in a road rage you know you never know what that person's going through so just leave it i just look the other way now i try not to let myself get worked up by it because that person could have just lost someone or gone through something crazy, lost their job. You know, you never know. So nowadays I just try to treat everyone equal and just live your life happy, spread as much positivity as you can. So that one's definitely my favorite. It's just a big meaningful story for me with the family and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the one that I've keep staring at is the, uh, headdress one on your arm. Oh yeah. And this was just more, so I have like a, a good, like a good side and a bad side, like mm. the dark things that go through, like the no drugs, drinking, like stuff like that, where it's dark. And then you got the guy who's, uh, he's, he's crying because yeah. it's a bad time. And then on the other side, he's stoked because it's a good side and like bringing fight opposite over here. I have like a broken or a, an XO over here. I have a broken heart. So it's like the best of both worlds. You're always going to have bad days and you're always going to have good days. It's the way that you kind of go out of those days is how you're going to keep your mindset. That's really cool. Yeah. Huh. A big mural, I guess now. Yeah. People always say you have, or like that. I just look at it as literally one big piece. It's like a big painting to me, I guess now. Yeah, man, that's, that's pretty sweet. So if you had to put a number on it, do you, do you know roughly like how many times it took to like, do that i know that it's 177 hours okay total of tattooing um i have done numerous sessions sometimes they were a four-hour session sometimes right. it was my stomach was a 14-hour session of just you just lay there all day basically and you just get drawn on and it hurts but you know at the end of the day that was also like my thing was i liked not like the pain but i i physically if I was having a bad day or something, that pain like reminded me like, okay, like things are good. Like this hurts. Like what I just went through over here mentally doesn't hurt as much as this physically hurts. So like, it was almost like a snap out of it. Like I got to endure that and then look at it at the end and see the product and be like, that's awesome. Like just watching it all come together and each piece kind of get filled in for me was just a cool way for me to kind of go through life and be like, Ooh, this is cool. Now I have this little bit of empty space. Let me go see what I can think of and put there and fill that in. And just so a big canvas, I guess. So now that you're full, what do you do now? 
now I actually don't, I don't even ever think about it. It's nice. That's I have like, cool. it's not, yeah, everyone always thought that too. Oh, you're going to regret being done. But I mean, I'm stoked on everything I do have and it's all one big story. So I really am not bummed that I don't have more room because my story is complete. I mean, my life story will never be complete and I'm sure I can add, there's always space you can add over things and stuff if something pops up. But I just know for my body wise, seeing the skin just all covered and it, every every limb that I look at of myself, I'm like, oh, cool. It brings me back to an exact day of like, damn, I remember that. Oh, I remember this. I remember this time. I remember this experience. Um, and it's just cool for me to do that. So I never really look at the, oh, I'm bummed. I'm, if anything, glad that I'm young and can now just enjoy them instead of as you get older, they're going to hurt worse. So, and I've heard that too. So I'm, I'm good on getting them now. <laughs> Sometimes I see getting them and I'm like, Ooh, if I ever had to re get my stomach again, I wouldn't just because I know how it feels, the healing. So I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just shows that you did it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You're not I, like, I, Oh damn it. It's full now. I can't get more tattoos. Can't get this now. I can't get this, uh, this other skeleton. I can't get that. I just, I'm, I'm complete. So now I'm, I'm good. And if I see something cool, I'll, I'll screenshot it. Like I actually have a few tattoo ideas that I would have gotten, but now I just keep them in my phone and I just look at them sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I added one on my helmet. Um, it's like a little cross with my son's initials that go through it. Uh, so instead of getting it tattooed, I was like, Hey, I got room on my helmet. They airbrushed it on the front. So now I get my, have my son every time I see a photo in an event or something, I'll see his initials and be like, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you want to talk at all about the uh, the straight edge stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. What's what's your mindset with that? Uh, just growing up, my dad same like he he drink he drank but never it was like a beer a year. Like anytime we'd be camping, he'd be like, "I'm having my annual beer with his buddies," uh, and he always just tried to teach me like, "Hey, like this this is the stuff that yeah you can enjoy." But don't overdo it. And I, as a kid, was just like, I'm just not going to do it. I'd rather. I was very, I was very happy with what I was doing. I woke up every day going to ride very early, or I'd go travel. So I never really even had that like urge to want to try it. Even after parties or anything at an event, I just was like, I'm more content just kind of sitting in my hotel room, just kind of feeling like feeling everything. Because after an event, you have so many emotions that go through you, especially if you do bad, if you do good, like. You're always trying to think and I instead of going out and just forgetting about those things or taking time to reflect like, oh, we'll just go mask it with a drink or something. I was always the one that wanted to kind of sit back and be like, OK, what could I do different or how did I do or I even will watch footage from the event or something. So I've always been like that. And then now, especially having a son, I was just never I never was like, oh, I need a drink. Like I just I just enjoy every second I get and just life's a constant travel, I feel like all the shows and contests I do, I'm constantly going. So I don't even feel like I have time to drink or anything or else I know I'll wake up and I won't be able to snap into it again, especially waiting this long. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've never done anything before? No, I, I mean, as I've had like a few drinks of something before, like whether it was my mom's little, like mm. the, the fruity drinks or something, but just, I was never, a, I just never got it. Like I was a fan of, going out to a bar or doing any of that stuff i was always just to myself kind of would rather hang out with friends i go ride by myself sometimes i'll go sit at the bridge at night and just kind of look at the bridge look at the lights uh try to focus on staying calm as much as i can 
rather than I already know the type of personality I had before with how much I'd get in my head. I didn't think that that would help at all. So I knew it was something I should probably steer away from anyways with how I was as an individual. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually myself never done anything ever before. Oh, okay. So Heck yeah, that's, it's, it's interesting it's, to talk about. It's rare for people to say that and especially to say you've never tried it and all like it's just it's crazy. But I always hear people say like, oh, well, good for you. Like mm. no matter. Yeah, I commend you for that. Like that's hard. Uh, and I know like my parents enjoy I can tell that it means a lot to them as well. You know, I have a example to set for kids and I was put in this position and I was given this position, thankfully. So I, I might as well use it as best as I can to promote that and tell kids, you know, better, better things to do than, you know, drinking and stuff like that. But there's always again, there's the right time for you to do it and you can enjoy drinks and stuff. We're totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. People do it every but, single day. Yeah, and even the people that I have, one of my best friends, he, he loves going out to bars and pubs and experiencing that, and I, doesn't, I would never talk bad about him. That's his life, and I, I enjoy being around him, around me. Oh, sorry. I don't know what this Pausing one second. And he's back. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm totally the same way. I'm not gonna ever like. Yeah, I've having... never gotten judged enough to where like I know like, again, people go through things. Some people enjoy doing that, and some people can ride fine drinking. Some people can't. Like, I don't really judge people on that. As like, if they want to go do that, that's on them now. I I just kind of stick to my own my own lane, and I know what makes me happy and what makes me feel like I can ride my best or be my best. So now I I've been focusing on that and never really should be the one to judge anyone as yeah and as, if everybody was like that it would be a whole lot calmer <laughs> yeah. and better of a world yeah crazy world for sure it'd be a dramatic change but that's fine there's always going to be people's thoughts and their point of view on things yeah man and in this whole tattoo conversation I just, yeah. I have to ask, do you think that there are BMX powers in neck tattoos? Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear uh, God, the people who have them are just the best. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Some people, for me, I loved it. Like when I got mine done, it was the coolest. I just love seeing that. Like always in there, no matter what I wear, I always see that. And that's always people's number one thing is they're like, they look right down and they're like, oh, wow. Like. I love your neck tat. Oh, wow, you got your neck tat. That's awesome. And I have always loved the look. Some people don't. I know Logan Logan Martin, good friend. He well, he won't do the neck because of that. Daniel Sandoval, he loves the look of it. He has been getting blasted. But, again, it's not for some people. Mm-hmm. There's the little one on the side or on the back. Um, there's just – it fits a different style. For me, I definitely just – as a power-wise, I feel like it gave me more of just like a boost of like – this is sick. Like, I just feel like cool when I see it. It makes me happy. Uh, it makes me smile every time I look in the mirror. So, uh, yeah, it gives me like a, maybe a boost of like, uh, confidence or something leaving the house. I'm like, cool. Like I feel good now. Like looking at that. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, there was something in the chat a while ago that I just, I didn't have a chance to say anything about till now. And I, I don't know if you know this person or not, but, uh, Gianna, G- Glazy? 
said we are your biggest fan. <laughs> that's my girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I don't know these things, but that's funny. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. There. She's inside. They're all, they're, she's watching it with little man. So. Oh, okay. They're probably having a war back and forth on <laughs> what do we say? What can we tell them? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, so what's what's riding locally like for you right now locally it's big um not the scene really like bmx is still pretty small here but our skate park that we have it's three minutes away from my house and it's right on the water could not get any more beautiful like with the sunsets behind it and it is the same people that build x games courses are the ones that built it california Mm -hmm. skate park so amazing facility they have everything you can use they have a street plaza at the bottom they have a uh, more of a deep bowl for the vert skaters so everyone has something that they can rock all the kids are cool everyone gets along uh and then in daniel's backyard he built the big training facility um just around a year and a half ago now and we ride that and that has the resi box uh the resi quarters the 10 foot quarters so if we're going to a big event We'll ride that usually a couple weeks before. Um, and then if we have an X Games or something, we stick to the local morally because you kind of want to get used to riding concrete. And that's also helped me a lot is when I grew up, my whole first years riding, it was all concrete. Like I never really got to ride wood or resi a lot. It was all just try it here on this local park and see how it goes. So when I did ride a wood park, that to me made me feel so confident because it was almost as if i was riding a resi at that point it felt Mm. so soft squishy i knew okay if i take a body on a concrete this is going to take this is going to be way easier for me like i'll just bounce up on the wood um so just mentally wise it gave me that push of like okay cool like i ride concrete all the time to where now some people come here and they're like dude we have no idea how to ride this because we're so used to the sticky wood and the resis now we're slipping on dirt dust infested natural concrete in the desert that's very hard to get used to but for me we've acclimated to it now and it's helped us yeah man i went to uh craig ranch when we went out for interbike one year and i yeah. was just like I so was, slip. my yeah. first time there, drop in i slipped it out hit my head and i was like wow it's such a different experience riding an outdoor concrete park and then you get used to that and then you get used to trusting how fast you can carve. And now people watch us ride that park and they're just like, how do you guys get away with that? But you, you learn it as you ride it. So we ride it every day, every night. So you, you build up a tolerance to it and you know, okay, I got to lean this way, not like that. And you kind of get adjusted to it. It's definitely its own thing in riding to be able to ride like that. It's like, it's yeah. And especially even like, comparing it i was just in oregon doing shows riding like a, an oregon park or riding a park in nebraska their concrete's all just uncured mm. so it is very and then parks for some reason around the u.s like around uh, arizona vegas they're all like very coated like they they made it look very presentable but it is very slippy like it's like you're riding on glass <laughs> oh yeah so if you don't know it's it, ta- it you got to really adjust a couple of the guys that come first couple drop-ins they slip out bad and it's like how did that even happen we're like yeah we tell you you gotta really (laughs) yeah um i feel like everything i've ever heard about havasu is just like that is such an amazing place yeah it really is it's so small 
everyone gets along, everyone's cool. Like anywhere I go around town, it's always like, oh, hey, oh, hey, everyone's friendly. Everything's super close. Like the, the furthest I have to drive is Walmart and that's 10 minutes away. Mm. And it, the lake is right here. To take my boy to the lake or go on the boat or, you know, everything just feels very safe here. Um, I could trust him being at the skate park with me and not have to constantly be like, where's my son at? Like I keep an eye on him. Like I trust everyone in the town. It's such a friendly little place and it's just like a paradise when you're not traveling. I love sitting here and just enjoying the sunset or the lake, uh, the little bike rides, stuff like that, it, that it offers as well. Yeah, that's cool. I've also heard that the, uh, the fishing in that lake is wild. Okay. I'm not a big fisher. I've never really done it i did like a uh, couple times with with just the boys but never really gone on a boat or anything but they they do have a fishing tournament that they do here every year that's a very big one yeah. uh, they have races that come here and the jet ski world finals are here so like so much stuff that they do in this town also that it feels like every week there's something and you get to just go watch a motocross race or you get to watch the freestyle guys do flips under the bridge uh there's always something going on in this town you just got to be out and find it huh, is the weather just that good all year round it is or it's gorgeous like our winter is like it gets cold to us but it's in like the 50s yeah like, you, can, um, you can just whatever <laughs> um, right now it's like 76 very calm like very calm outside and that's usually our summers get really hot like in the 120s but you also you have a lake right there so you can't really complain you can always escape the heat um stay inside go to the pool go to the lake that's a cool place i've loved it ever since i moved here i've never wanted to go really anywhere else yeah is the heat like you're i mean everywhere has their like thing you know like florida oh, yeah. in that area's got hurricanes in ohio we don't really have a lot there sometimes might be a tornado here and there but like is the heat the thing yeah for havasu it's definitely heat um uh, we've I think we have like the world record high of there's like 131 or 132. Um, every summer it seems like someone has a viral video here, like cooking an egg on the street, like one of those videos. But yeah, definitely heat wise, we that's what we're known for. Every time I'm like, oh, I'm from Havasu, they're like, oh, then this weather's nothing to you. That's every time I have a conversation, it's that. It's like, oh, your guys' is heat or oh, the freaking weather there. Uh, yeah. But you, you get really like used to it. Like the first two years for me were hard. Like I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." But now I go anywhere else, and I'm like, "No, I miss that heat." Like you're almost like a. I feel like I'm a lizard. Like I just, <laughs> and I just love being in the sun. Huh. And riding too, because you go to some events, Saudi Arabia. You go anywhere, and it's hot. But hot to them, hot to all the other guys that live in England and everything like that, where it's cold us we're used to the hundred and something degrees so when we go somewhere we're like oh this is nothing and they're just like what how is it not hot for you guys yeah that's wild huh um another thing that was in the chat i forgot i should have mentioned it when i mentioned before but uh the username salty bmxer said he's known your dad for like 40 years and he's a cool guy oh heck yeah my dad is a he is a great guy he's always going out of his way to try to do stuff in the bmx world um you could probably ask any of the pro guys he's always trying to message them uh he i always will catch him commenting on some of the guys stuff before i even see it and i'm just like oh cool like it's cool to have a dad that actually wants to be involved and not just 
because he has to. It's he, he willingly wants to, and he loves wearing the the shirts that I get or the shoes or the hats. Like he's a big supporter, and he just wants to support how his son's getting supported. And it's great. It's cool for me, especially having a son now, because I'm like, I see that now. As a kid, I always look past it. You know, you never realize what the dad does for you or what your your parents do until you're a parent and you start to really slow down and you're like wow like they did everything like oh my gosh they took me hours and hours and hours spent numerous amounts of dollars just to see me try to succeed at what I wanted to do um so now that it did work out and I'm able to get my dad monster gear like take him to a contest he got to go to x games for the first time this last year and it was just so crazy to be able to have a full circle, I guess, like that and have that support and see him there and just loving life. And he gets to hang out with the guys and you watch him just wander off and you're like, wow, that's so sick that he just wants to go do that. He just wants to do it on his own. Yeah, that is pretty sick. But yeah, he's a great guy. Thanks for saying that. Uh, salty BMX. <laughs> <laughs> Not very salty of you. Yeah, it doesn't seem salty. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, it's it's just cool to hear, like, kind of your story and kind of more of who you are. Yeah, and that's why I tried doing the YouTube stuff for a while, just to get that input out there, even if it was a few videos. If a kid ever goes and finds it, maybe they'll watch it and be like, oh, wait, he, he's kind of, he's presentable. You can, you can approach him. Uh, I always just, I had so many kids at shows, they'd see me and you could tell they'd look and be a little intimidated or scared. So I tried to do some videos where it was, Hey guys talking to them, they get to see like, Oh, you know what he's, and then I had a lot of kids come up after that and they would say, Oh, I, I watched your YouTube video. And like, I watched this and like, I never knew about this. And you're like, yeah, that's what that's for. But it just got so hard being a contest rider and trying to do the YouTube. It was so stressful doing it on my own. Um, but as time goes on, I'll, I definitely would like to get back into it, but more of like, a have a filmer, have an editor, have someone kind of be behind the scenes that gets to travel with me. And, uh, I could show that experience of things. Cause a lot of people also see us go to X games and they just see us compete on TV. They don't get to see like how we got there, the hotel situation, what we go through getting to an event or eating wise, having to find something that you can eat that's not going to like ruin you you know like it's there's a lot going into it that people don't see so i would love to have that kind of view of uh, almost like a, a follow me journey uh, you know that type of video where they get to see the whole process from start to end of like wow he didn't just appear there drop in and then get home like he had to go through quite a bit to to do all that and it is stressful Oh, yeah, and if you're going to be hiring someone who that's just what they do, it's going yeah. to be so much more of like you're a professional BMX rider, not a professional video creator. I had to learn how to edit and learn how to like hold the camera. So like if I had someone that just knew how to point the camera, knew what to get, I didn't have to say something and then be like, ooh, that'd be good to film. Let me go try to re-say it, but with that exact expression mm -hmm. it's so natural like when you watch the guys that just do videos and it's just almost like they never hit stop and they just cut and that's what i want it's just something where it's so raw and just naturally original like you don't have to oh like be some fake person and create something it's hey that's how it just happened right there and he just showed it and he didn't have to 
take the time to grab the camera. It was just all done, set in stone. I got to do my job, and I didn't have to worry about that job. Yeah. So that, I'm very lucky in that being a video like everything a, right a professional video creators like that's yeah that's what i learned like so i i already have that insight and i yeah never fully put it together like i always looked at it as like okay i've got a leg up on like people who are doing this in that just like i already know the programs i already know how to make really yeah. good videos but i never even oh. thought about it from the perspective of like capturing things and yeah and that side of it so it's 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 cool and i think when you do that whole experience of like capturing the entire behind the scenes and everything and doing it in the raw natural way because someone else is filming it it's going to be oh wait before i let me turn the camera on and then say it it's just i just you just go about the day like if at the nebraska contest if someone was behind you or behind me with a camera all day and just got all the natural talks and the hangouts with the kids and all that it's that's what's real and that's what i would like to see so i hated putting something out where i had to like oh wait before you guys have me sign this let me grab my camera like it just felt like it was too forced at that point and i i lost the whole natural aspect of it um so it made me kind of want to stop and say like yeah youtube's not my thing right now until i have a video like something where it's like that where i don't have to worry about that aspect and it's all done for me yeah and i think when you do start that up again you'll put that energy of oh wait let me start the camera into the camera's recording right now so i can just turn around and be like hey so check this yeah. out this is what's I can happening that i'm in i don't have to keep switching back and forth i can just go throughout my day say what i want say to the kids go anywhere and it's just i know he is he that's his he knows his job and he is on it and i don't even have to question it like did you get that did you get this i just would get the video and be like wow like masterpiece thank you and then keep moving like that that'd be the best way i don't know i mean scotty used to cover going to events and stuff but it was not quite to that the level you're talking about i don't know if has anybody yeah. ever done it to the level you're talking about no, and even so, like Nick Bruce had a uh, yeah vlog for a while that I watched, and it and it's always even for a meet. I I loved watching them because you get to see their life. Like I don't know him what he does on his off time, so it's cool to see like what he goes through and what he does. Um, but yeah, same thing. It was more of a point of view. Like we held the camera, we would talk, we'd put it down. If we wanted a riding clip, we had to kind of hey, would you mind stop riding real quick and film me real quick? And then it, it just felt weird. Like, I always hated taking someone from their session to film me. I'm like, ah, I want to just have everyone riding. And that person that's filming, they don't ride. So they're not, oh, I wish I was riding. No, they're, I'm stoked to be filming. And this is my thing. So uh, besides Nick, I know. Um, Brian Fox did a little bit, but it was yeah. similar. Dennis does some YouTube stuff now too. I've been enjoying watching his, um, where he just, just riding with the homies. And again, you get to see those sessions. You don't get to ever see us train unless you're fortunate enough to be at a park that we randomly stop at and ride or something like that. Uh, so it's cool to have them video it and show like, wow, these are all, those are top guys just playing a little game of bike in a backyard. And we would never have seen that because usually they would just post a picture of it and say, we did a game of bike and it was dope. Like I won or this person won. And then it was like, Oh cool. They did a game of bike. I wonder how that went. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, 
oh, we get to watch that and you get to see them laugh and smile and have good conversations and just enjoy riding. And that's what's cool, I think, as a kid to be like, wow, like they're genuinely just having fun, riding, doing their thing. They're not just, oh, oh, like we always are competitive. Like there's always a competitive time, but for the most part, when we ride the local park or something, we're chill. Like we're very calm and just there to just have fun. Yeah, it's sort of Chad was doing that a little bit with his yeah, YouTube backyard. Now that I think about it, because he bike. had somebody filming that I don't know if they rode or not, but it, they were filming as a dedicated filmer. And even if Chad was filming like his X Games or whatever contest experience, yeah. can you imagine how sick it would be if it was like you and Dennis and Chad and you guys are you people can see a contest like X Games or whatever it might be from these but, three different perspectives. Exactly. And that's what I would love to do. And that, but that's the part where when you are at those events riding, I don't even think about drinking water sometimes. You don't think about anything. You're just thinking they're telling you, hey, camera starts here. You got to be over here getting your spot. So if you just had someone that could do it and film it all and you know, piece it together and you could do some talking in there and that shows like, damn, even during X games, because during the practices and even the event, we're all so cool with each other and mm. like hyping each other up and you don't see that on the camera. You just see like the competitive face. You see us in the trick and then it switches to the next guy. You don't see the hugs and the, the aftermath that comes from it. So that would be very cool to have. And I think more people need to see that part of it as well of like, wow, they're competing against each other, but they're also homies their family they're they're just genuinely friends and just enjoying the time together that they get to ride and do this event together we're not all oh forget him forget him i'm gonna beat him i'm gonna be like at the end of the day anyone can beat anyone it's just we all ride bikes we all have fun doing it and we're all making a living doing that and it's just a cool it's a cool world to be in like i'm stoked with everything man you got my brain turning because i feel like this whole concept is the kind of thing that like could put BMX out there on a whole different level if people if it caught on. Like what happened to yeah. Scotty really sucks. But uh, yeah. but he was reaching a crowd outside of BMX. And he was bringing people into the sport that just genuinely didn't even know about it and thanks to him and his the way he presented it and said it, he is the best person to say it to. He's such a genuinely kind person and mm. has the best heart. He's always willing to help someone. Uh, there's so many people like that in BMX, and I just wish they got more love for that. Um, Jamie Beswick, another one. Like him being the legend that he is, as as when I grew up watching X Games, it was him. I'd watch him on the vert ramp. I'd watch guys like that as when I was little. And then they're now coaches, and now I get to meet them, or we ride, and they see us. And he is some of the nicest things to me um, that I've ever gotten. And as to me then it was like wow thanks so much but behind closed doors i was like holy shit like that was jamie bestwick saying that or like or scotty kramer or all these legends that come up and it's such a cool world and everyone is so kind and humble for the most part and yeah we definitely need more views of that because we are looked at as like i mean skaters bikers we're looked at as like oh maybe just some punk kids that just are fortunate enough to ride a bike they're pretty decent and they get paid by these companies and they travel but really there's a lot of good dudes like some of the best dudes i've ever met are the bmx guys and you would never know that as an outsider like i never had any clue of that right until well, i with them 
Or you just, people just don't think about it. It's just, oh, there's BMX rider, boom, I continue my day. Yeah, you see him on TV, you're like, oh, good for them, later, next channel. Or, oh, a good tennis player, later, next channel, soccer player. Like, there's so much more behind the scenes. It's not just, hey, we're this good, let us just ride. Like, there's training, there's working, there's things that other guys have to do. Like, we're not all the same. You know, everyone grew up different, went through something different to start. Man, this is that's such a good idea, and I think if like someone like you starts that, and then if maybe so a couple other people do the same thing, it just it would yeah. it could start like a domino a, of like, and because some people might not like me, and they like Logan, and some people might not like Logan, they like Nick, or they like Pat, they like Kat, like so many different. If, if if everyone had their own little thing, you could choose that. Like I could say, hey, I. I want to see what he's up to or i want to see what this guy's up to and then you know it's so cool to be able to do that with the world we have the internet and we were given that for a real like why have everything negative like all we see on the internet is oh this you know fatalities like stuff that's bad is all what's thrown into your internet to where me i'm always looking for like what's cool what's good like what what out there is going to motivate me to go have a good day you know it's always so negative and it helps us be negative in the mind so yeah, more guys doing that would be sick just to have, hey, I like these three guys. I'm going to go see what their trip was like to Japan. And then you just got a whole different insight of that person of like, wow, like that's so cool to see how he travels compared to how he travels. Like this guy might do this. This guy might hate that, but do this. And everyone, it'll show everyone's different. We're not all just the same biker. And when people are traveling, like you're not gonna all be doing the same thing outside of the contest. Like, oh yeah. Like you're gonna go see sometimes, other stuff. Yeah. Sometimes some of the guys you see at the event and you're like, oh, I forgot you were even here. Like you guys were doing a hike today while we were at the beach and then while you guys were doing this, we were at a zoo or like, you know, we do so much stuff, sightseeing, there's so much stuff that you do. Um that we only end up seeing a picture on Instagram or something like that, but you don't get to see all the laughs that were had during that trip when you were all, there was a group of like 20 of us walking through Japan. You don't see that and all the conversations and the fun that was had riding through the streets. You just see the picture that we all took and you think, oh, cool. They must all just randomly ran into each other and took a picture. But no, we were spent the whole day together doing stuff, sightseeing. And it's a, it's a cool thing to see behind the scenes and it would be, very cool to show the other kids because when i grew up in the sport if i saw things like that it would have helped me even more be like yes that's what i want to do like i want to be in that whole group i want to be a part of that not just uh like i want to go to an x games i want to go to this i want to be at this event like i just want to genuinely just be around the people they're just cool to have sessions with even when i go to california andy buckworth's house and he has all the guys over just cool to have a session like that where we're all just enjoying riding there's no oh i'm better i'm better at the end of the day it's just whether he did a tail whip or he did a 1080 we're just stoked to be there and support each other and we all ride and some of us ride for the same companies so yeah it's like friendships bonds family yeah man and and i think it just shows like what you're saying just more than just the riding side of things and and lets people know that like that experience of X Games or whatever it might be yeah. is more than just showing up and riding and then leaving because what we see from the TV experience of it is like it's just yeah. event it's after like, event after event. Percent of like what like 
just from that last X Games with the the attempts and everything that I went through and how ever everyone went through, like it was insane how much people were putting their lives on the line for a trick or something. And then all you saw was that one trick that they landed. You didn't see all the behind and Mike Varga literally bent his bike to where it was not even rideable, but is able to drop in somehow break his wheel to just barely give him enough room to do one more. And he lands it. But all you see is that land. You don't see that. Like he sat there while everyone else was going sitting there with a hammer hitting his wheel and like his girlfriend helping and the people helping and uh just so much people in the scenes even the riders were jumping out hey what can i do to help do you need a wheel like so much cool behind the scenes stuff you would never see you just think oh he must have had a spare bike you know or oh he just landed that trick they didn't know he did that on a broken bike literally dude that is one thing that 1260 i think it was did yeah. not get the proper love and attention that, that it should have. Insane. To watch that and even think that you just watched it was, and especially on that ramp of One, all the ramps. two, just, three. <laughs> you start to wonder, like, what would that feel like? Because, like, I know what a 1080 feels like, but I don't know how to yank off of a quarter pipe and stay straight. Like, there's so much different people. People say that, like, oh, I could 1080, so that can't be that. But it's no, it is not even close to the same thing. Like pulling on a quarter and just being able to spin like that on people don't even understand that quarter was only, I think, eight feet wide, maybe, maybe 10. That's a very small space that you have to stay. You're doing that many spins. Three spins. Very straight, or else you're going off the side of that ramp. They don't look at that. They just. It's crazy. All the things that you don't see or you don't think of, it's crazy when you actually put it all down to the last wire of, wow, he did it not only with that circumstance, but all the other stuff. There was wind. There was everything. Everything comes into the play. Dude, I don't even like doing 540s below coping. Like <laughs> That's once. Yeah. That's one time. Imagine two yeah. more. And like I can't even fathom where my brain – because I'm just imagining like – how lost my brain gets if I'm just standing there and try and jump and spin in a circle, like not even on a bike. Now, yeah, oh. now you're on a bike, you're 10 feet above the coping, whatever it has to be to get three spins around spinning three times in a, what? Two second period of time. It probably, it feels to us. It feels like a, it feels like a blink. Like any trick that you do, you'll like the same for me. Like I didn't even know I had time for the bar in that contest until I was like, I don't think it's possible. And you watch it in slow-mo and you, you almost forget. You're like, what? That, there's no way you have that much time because when we do tricks, even whether it's 10 feet out or it's a foot off the ground, it always feels the same. Like we never feel like we have time. It's always just a rush. Get that trick done. Like you don't know how much time you have until your wheels hit that ground and you whoa i landed it or you didn't like that's all i know at least for myself that's wild that's the, yeah the cutting edge right there yeah oh yeah it's definitely a a big mental thing of you got to be willing to push it and have that heart to just send it and you might go down hey we all go down i went down on a trick that i practice every day in x games and it took me out for half of a year uh, and it's just you no matter what trick it is no matter what you're doing it can always get you, and you always got to be focused. That's what my dad always tells me is focus. You know, no matter what it is, a bar spin, focus. It's always the little things that are going to get you. Yep.
it's the dumb things. It's the literally, yeah. It's always the dumb, stupid little trick that hurts you the most. Yeah, it is, and it, it's unfortunate, but that's how, the, that's how it works. You become so vast in your mind, and you forget how hard where you started, how hard a bar spin was when I first started riding. Now I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a bar spin. Just I'll just add it real quick, but it's still that same trick you had to learn one day and it can come back and bite you just because you can do it every day. It does not mean every time is going to be perfect. People trip walking and we walk our whole life, you know, it's little things that you don't really think until you're like, Oh wow. Everything is scary. You just got to be willing to put yourself through it and send it. Yeah, man. So is there, is there anything that you've been working on trick wise that like you're, you haven't been able to get yet or anything like that recently there's a trick that i've wanted to do same thing since scootering um and not like doing the half cab flare it really helped me think about it but there's a trick where i would love to do basically a half cab flip to fakie but almost do find like some sort of waterfall type ramp or even just go into the quarter but fakie and then flip into the quarter but land back into fakie so you're just just faking and then do a backflip fakie flip land back in transition and fakie down that ramp instead of flaring to land straight you would just stay fully flipped how how far do you need to drop to be able to do that that's where you don't know until like for me in the x games that was only a five foot quarter to do the half cab flare and for me, it was scary because when I do flip drop-ins, it's always been an eight or a seven-foot quarter, you know. So I, I knew I had time to get a flip drop-in. Now you're going fakie and you're using that momentum to yank back, but it's only a five-foot quarter. So you're going to land lower. You're going to have a lot of force coming in. But I got the half-cab flip around on a five-foot. I definitely would like to do more of like a box landing so yeah. I could land in a bank instead of, you know, gosh, forbid just over rotate a flip to fakie but it's all about you find that right ramp and that right time and you it will click in your head of yeah i'm all right i'm doing it here like it's got to be the time and that for me was time to have flair i'd never tried it i'd never tried to even fakie flip to a foam pit on a bike but i just said hey it doesn't get better than this ramp right here and it's x games and it's there's a lot on the line so that's where you got to say, I'm going to go for it. Or I could have played it safe and I might not have gotten something. I might not have got a medal, but you know, it's always what if, you know, you, you I don't ever want to be the one like, Oh, what if I tried that and it worked? I just, I'll try it. And it worked and it, it thankfully helped me. So got to yeah. keep working up. But yeah, that's what I want to do. Just it, timing. It's got to be the right timing. Definitely an edit has got to be involved. Um, I don't want to just Instagram that one. That's got to be like a oh, either yeah. a production or like a you know another contest where like hey like you never know I could pull up to Japan and say it's happening there and then that's when it clicks to me is all right I'm sending it <laughs> here we go yeah uh, your mom said that was a great choice of trick hundred emoji fire emoji <laughs> <laughs> thanks mom thanks mom. that's so awesome. Um, that's one thing too about you though is that you're one of few contest riders that will do edits yeah and i think it just stopped recently because i mean even me i post on instagram almost every day and it's always like people say dude 
you could have put an edit. You could have put that in an edit. But we get so wrapped up riding every day and filming so quick that it's like I forget. And I'm like, ah, I forgot. Like I could have saved that for an edit, but I just did it now. So I don't want to just sit on it. And you just you start to just post stuff. And I think Instagram just kind of took over that. But I, I still every year try to do an edit. I have one that I'm I want to uh, kind of pitch just to kind of end the year on another edit as well. And even if it doesn't get the views, at least for me, I get to look back on those. That's stuff that my kid will get to show his friends and say, hey, look, at my dad did a video with this or did a video for Monster or did something, you know, cool. And they get to, it'll forever be on the Internet. Like I get to go back and show people. Uh, so I, I genuinely love doing edits uh, now with the new bike and the new style and everything. There's so much potential that me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have so many fakey tricks that I want to do. I have so many part tricks that I want to do I just there's so much that you can improvise now to where it, it could be I could add street clips I could add you know part clips I could add a bowl clip I could add anything and it's so versatile not just oh just whips and bars just whips and bars um, there's more more to it now I feel like for me yeah and I kind of felt like when it came to the contest riders and edits that it, it at least in my mind it made sense that like if I was a contest writer, I might not necessarily want to make an edit and do my best in an edit because then I'm showing my yeah. competitors, the people that are literally about to ride against me, exactly what I can do. Of course, yeah. And that is a, that's definitely something that I think about still. But at the same time, like the edits, I look at more of just like for the art of it, you know, like the editing and all the stuff that goes into that edit. Like right. I just love it turns out to be like a movie rather than just a bunch of clips just pieced together and then you just upload it it's there's a lot that goes into it the b-roll the fun like the trips that you get you know when i look at an edit i when i watch one of my old edits i just think of the time i'm like oh on that day it wasn't just that clip that i got i we we drove through certain part of you know utah or something and it was just we got to see a cool uh rock cliff or something like there's always such a cool trip to be had while filming uh and that's what's cool for me is i'll challenge myself you know to do different things that i wouldn't generally do in a contest uh more tricks along that nature or different lines and stuff like that i think you have a style that lends very easily to making an edit too like with what you said with like the street aspect of it and now having this free coaster you can just do so much different stuff just up a beyond handful of tricks that I do daily now, like the fakie stuff I do daily and the flip fakies, just how effortless it makes them to where now I'm thinking, Oh, I need to add to it and do the, the half cab flip and, or like anything like that. It's just so much that you can grow just by doing one simple change. Um, so that's, what's keeping me busy at least and keeping me fresh and enjoying riding and not getting burnt out or anything. That makes total sense. It's, it's really awesome. Um, yeah, I keep looking over at this course and I just realized that I might have seen something that you might do. I'm not going to say it, but I, I saw something that was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Text it to me after. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there's a few things that I saw where I was like, oh, I wish I hope that this lines up. Oh, uh, this is would, definitely one of those. And I saw like, <laughs> that's sweet. Oh, which way do you spin? To the left to the left oh boy <laughs> yeah as soon as this ends i'll i'll say it but uh yeah yeah so 
I don't know, man. I feel like we definitely have like covered a lot of just stuff. Is there anything about you or anything that you feel like we didn't really talk about today? No, I think that that covered everything. I mean, that was exactly what I would expect in a podcast, you know, getting to know someone behind everything or their view on it or why I ride bikes, not just I ride bikes. You know, I, there's a reason why and there's a reason for everything. Um, if there's a last thing I could say, it could be to the kids, anyone watching, even if you're an adult, like it doesn't really matter what, what age you are, but if you have a passion and you like doing something that makes you happy, then that's all that matters. You know, people talked down on me as a kid growing up because of what I wanted to do and all the things I said I wanted to be. And because I stuck to it and I continued to say, what oh, get them? They're just not meant to be in my life. Then I'm going to keep doing my life, do what I want and keep the friends I have. Um, I had a very small group, but now those ones get to see me living my dream, you know, since I was a kid, you know, I dreamed this. So it's sick to see that, share it with people, share it with my family, my friends. Uh, so yeah, there's never a time when you can't make a choice to switch up, um, and start something new. Even tomorrow you could wake up and say, All right, I'm going to start giving this a hundred percent, you know, whether it's art, drawing, reading, being a better person, quitting smoking, quitting that, like whatever it is, like it's possible. You just got to have that mindset of you can do it and you're willing to go through everything it takes to get it. And don't wait on anyone. Just yeah, do it. Um, if you're looking for the handout or waiting for it, blow past it. Wait, wait, like let them come to you with five handouts and then you get to pick, you know, like, um, you're going to wait forever. Just, if you wait on other people to do something in life. Yep, exactly. You'll sit around and then say, man, I wish 10 years ago I did this or I wish I did this to where I'm happy. You know, I, I played soccer all, all the way up to where I could get a college scholarship. And then I said, nope, I'm doing this now. And then I rode BMX and I rode scoot. Like just so much stuff that I get to look back on now and say, man, I got to do a lot of stuff. You know, growing up, I got to do all these sports. I got to play. I got to do everything I wanted. And I got to make the choice when I was done. You know, I got to say. I'm done with soccer. I'm ready to scooter. I'm done with scootering. I'm ready to ride bikes. You know, I'm, I got to make that choice. It wasn't a, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to have to think of something else. Like I, I'll forever keep myself busy um, in everything, you know, after BMX, even like in the years and years and years to come, um, you just keep moving. That's what life is. You know, you can't yeah. stay stuck. Call yourself a certain thing. Like, oh, I'm only this, you know, you're, there's always room to grow and do other things. So, absolutely man so uh who you gotta who you gotta thank and shout out for helping keep you do this yeah my uh my parents is number one without them i would not even i wouldn't be here but also i wouldn't have had the skill that i had or the the talks i had with my dad on opening up and like hey you got fans you gotta you know treat them right you know how would you like to be treated um so my parents, uh, my girlfriend keeping me motivated to ride, my son, he keeps me on my toes constantly. That little boy is amazing. I get to watch him ride now. Uh, all the sponsors, Monster Energy, Free Agent Bikes, Snafu, BMX, Triple Eight Helmets, Unit Clothing, Fist Handwear. Um, you guys are all amazing. Uh, they keep me living my literal dream every single day. Um, yeah, uh, I miss someone. I apologize. You know, everyone that's helped me along the way and biking, even if it wasn't a sponsor, someone, a company that just sent me something or sent me a part, you know, it all means something at the end of the day. So it's all part of the story. It all ties in at the end of the day. 
Absolutely, man. And if there's anything to sort of end this on, it's just the, the note that you made of like just being conscious of who's watching. And I got that's crazy you say that because my dad literally it, for years said, has told me, you never know who's watching, and there always is someone. Yep. I ride for Mon. There could be a person at a grocery store that pisses you off, but guess what? That person. Someone that works for that company could be watching how you handle it. Like you never really, the world is so small. It seems big, but it is so small with how many people you come across that know someone who knows someone in your group. And you're like, wow, I'm in Australia right now. And this person knows my friend or something like that. And you're like, okay, yeah. So now, yeah, someone is literally always watching is what I look at is I just tell myself that now someone's always watching. So present yourself to the utmost professionalism and you just don't ever let yourself have something where it's like that kid is good but there's this i don't ever want but you know i just want hey never had a problem with him and again some people are going to have their their problems with you just because but you can't always please everybody yep i had a my middle school algebra teacher would always say character is who you are when no one is watching and to just live like there's always someone watching is your character. Yeah, live your life like you're always being watched. And that's like wherever I go, if I'm in a store, I'm always, I always now try to keep my mood of like outgoing and happy just so people do. They'll see and they're like, man, this kid's just wild. He's just out here. Like, and I don't ever want to be that like down guy to where they're like, ooh, like he just looks mad at something. Like, don't approach him. You know, you always got to. No matter what you're going through, I got to realize this is the life that I'm living and I signed up for it and I went through everything to get it. So if I'm having a bad day at a show, those kids still came to watch me ride. So I got to do everything I can to show them, hey, I'm stoked to be showing you guys this. And then when I go home, then I can go through my stuff. But don't ever bring it to like, you know, to the public or bring it to the people, bring it to random kids. You know, I was always I would try now to to bring that yeah man so i've had a really good time getting to know you i'm stoked for the next time we get to hang out oh for sure yeah it's always cool to meet new people in the sport and same thing you said you know i i've seen your videos and just from the hub when i was like shit like how do i research this hub and i came across yours and i just you know you i just see you explaining the hub and i don't know anything that's going on behind the scenes i don't know you as the person but now it's like look at that like now i know you as a call you a friend and it's like so cool to like find these different things just because you're opened up um everyone could be uptight i could have been closed off at the event not talking to anyone i would have never met you you wouldn't have had this impression on me and then it's yeah everything works hand in hand i feel like yeah everyone is always clearly you watched the event and that started all this so yeah man if uh you should just come ride Rays sometime and mm-hmm. hang out. Yeah, I would love to. Well, yeah. where do people find you on the internet? Uh, Instagram, Jeremy Malott, no spaces. Um, YouTube, same thing, just Jeremy Malott. Um, I have some videos on there, some car stuff, uh, riding. I tried to do it a little more versatile so you could get to see what I do on a daily, not just ride, ride, ride. Um Instagram's definitely my main where I'm I'm always doing stories and stuff with my son or the girlfriend or traveling, taking little trips, you know. 
I'm always posting. I'm always pretty active daily. I've never really had a day where I'm not on there. So that's kind of my easiest way to stay in touch. Heck yeah. Well, everybody, check them out and uh, have a good night, everyone. Peace, guys. Thanks.